0: Hi friends! Thanks for tuning in. Today we have a heavy episode, but I'm going to keep this short because there is already so much content about this um, and I want to focus on just a few important things. It is going to be so, so good. So I'd also like to say with these topics, you won't hear anything I'm saying until you're ready to hear it. That's my disclaimer, and now let's take a deep breath, and let's dive in. So, there is a natural aversion to the word pornography. It perpetuates shame and guilt, and our bodies just naturally react to it. It's it's very jarring, it's unpleasant. You can just feel yourself kind of cringing, right? When people talk about it or when when you hear people talk about it. This might even be the most taboo topic. So now is the time to listen to your body. It's important to understand that just because you find something erotic doesn't mean it should be adopted as a part of your sexuality sexuality or in any way helps the evolvement of your growth. For example... It does not help you perform better because you're just adopting it on a performance level and integrating it into an intimate act with another person. It's not genuine. People are acting like sex robots and you were never meant to oversexualize yourself. Secondly, when you get in the mind that it's appealing, it's actually your ego, not your true self. Your ego says, put me before all of your values. It's saying that this time, this time that you'll get on, you'll log on, you'll get on those websites, you'll feel the most aroused. And if you feed into it, to, to what the ego is saying, you will be in the search of your life for that perfect video to get that feeling. Right? That the certain body type at a certain angle, a certain position you get pickier and pickier each time, every time, and you get frustrated because why does it never feel as good as how it used to be? But that's how it gets you. You keep looking, and that's what being programmed feels like. I want to spare you all of just, you know, the, the details and all the statistics and the numbers because we've heard that so many times, the arguments against it. But that never holds that much weight. And if any of that doesn't convince you, what I just said probably wouldn't either. But the only thing that will convince you is your desire for true devotion. And we're going to get right into that. You will never experience a fully integrated, vulnerable, purely intentional, most loving relationship as long as you make space for pornography. There is too much room for secrecy, too much room for guilt and shame and broken agreements. I'm speaking to the girlies here. If he's not loyal, starting from his mind and his heart, he's not going to be loyal to you physically and you will end up not being loyal to him. I say that there's a lack of loyalty on your part as a woman because you will engage in withholding sex, withholding affection because there's that disconnect, right? You'll you'll feel it on a soul level, on a spiritual level because no one can actually engage in an act of betrayal without withdrawing on some form, without it bleeding out in some way, whether it's their on their subconscious actions or their unconscious Things that they are saying or doing. When you feel it and when you become suspicious of it and your intention, your intuition and your gut is telling you where there's betrayal present, it's likely that there will be a disempowered response to that. And either either you'll engage into it as well, you'll either Go along that path and watch pornography and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna make myself like it so that we're even, so that we're, we're we're even, right? We're keeping score." Or you'll outsource that sexuality that he is doing as well, and you'll, and how do women outsource their sexuality? They'll go out uh, to ask for validation. They'll start um, emotional affairs. They'll start physical affairs, because. Women don't feel safe. You can't. You can't possibly feel safe in that kind of relationship d- dynamic. That's not okay to respond to a disempowered action with a disempowered response. But that is a reality that does occur in many, many relationships. I want to stress that for the consumption of pornography to be okay, he would have to say to you with no ill conscience, this is what I'm doing, saying to his family and telling his kids, that this is what i'm doing then you and them would all have to be okay with it but then comes the argument of exploitation of people in the industry right and i could like i said i could give you statistics i could give you numbers and graphs but it's more than that right this is what we're talking about this is the matter of the heart and after all Logic is not going to fucking work. It it never has. You must have a change of heart and be fully convicted of the damage it has on your relationships now and your relationships in the future with your mothers, with your sisters, daughters, and your spouse, and all the women in your life that have been reduced to just body parts by misogynistic society. I'm not advocating against masturbation, but don't look for your sexuality to be fulfilled outside of yourself and outside of your relationship. For someone to do that to me, to be in a relationship with me, but also be engaging and watching in pornography, he's betraying my trust, my vulnerability, my affection, my complete devotion to him. And it took 24 years to claim that truth and tell myself, you will never again, allow a man who watches porn to date you. I may not have been coerced into the industry, which is a sad reality for many young girls within the U.S. and especially outside, but I have been overly sexualized and made to take part in unsafe fantasies under the guise of a relationship, and it made it that much harder to learn to love myself and deconstruct the shame. So the bottom line is that if he watches it, If you watch his pornography, he's undisciplined. He has no mastery of himself or over his body. Therefore, his body is not his. Therefore, it was never yours to begin with. Two, he doesn't keep his agreements with you. Three, he doesn't fully protect your relationship because there is no container of safety. Your relationship or marriage is not exclusive. It's an open relationship. Four, he does not keep his own boundaries or yours. Five, he violates his own sexuality and yours. Six, he's not committed to his own self-healing and self-growth. And this is the point I want to stress with you guys. Make sexual discipline the foundation of your boundaries. That has to be clear-cut to the point at the very beginning of a dating relationship because where there is physical intimacy, there is going to be the question of that. Are you both going to uphold those boundaries? That is what pure devotion means to me. And I believe that this is the deepest, most natural desire of the feminine. So this is a good segue into the next point. If you don't mind that we go a little into polarity, I would say that women are asked to explore their body and understand it. Um, explore her pleasures and get to know what she likes, right? Get to know what feels good because naturally women are more connected to their mind and less connected to their body. So as a consequence, you will see is that it, it, this usually leads to dissociation during unsafe sex. Men are asked to rise above the body and spiritual discipline comes in the form of self-mastery. Now the last note that I want to make is I want to encourage you to have these conversations in your intimate relationships. Introduce integrity back into dating and marriage. Only then can we fully experience safety in our relationships and that is the ultimate goal of my podcast. So thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you later. Bye.